One, two, three, four. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Sneaky Emo, a place where we want to discover the wonders of the world, the beauty of God that are ever before us that sometimes we occasionally fail to see and overlook. How's it going? Mom, thanks for listening. I am so very glad you guys are here. Uh, this is episode number 134 that we are going to call A Rock in the Shoe. A Rock in the Shoe. Uh, before we get to that, um, a couple of... Uh, I, I've been uh, going through a few books recently, as I typically do, but there's been a couple that uh, I thought you might be interested in if you're looking for something to read, something to uh, study, expand your thoughts a little bit. Uh, I figured, let me let me just throw these out there. We're not going to do like a whole like review of the books, but I'll just kind of tell you uh, for the sake of, uh, you know, learning, growing, enlightening. I don't know. Just sometimes it's helpful to get suggestions or ideas from other places. Um, I, I just finished uh, Richard Rohr's The Art of Letting Go. It is so very good. Uh, actually, my, my mom went through it too. Uh, so if you want to know more about it, ask her. Uh, she might have some thoughts. And uh, I, I really... Of course, love Richard Rohr, uh, but uh, it's just a, it's the art of letting go. I mean, I don't know. He, he says it all better. There's a lot of great insights, a lot of dying to the self, a, a lot of getting over like uh, religion, a lot of getting over uh, stuff that we deal with on a regular basis. So that one's really good. Uh, I just listened to this, this one called um, Sex, God, and the Conservative Church, which was really, really interesting. Uh, it was recommended to me by a um, counselor, therapist, lady, friend. Uh, this book was written by Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified sex therapist. And she is a professor of sexuality and medical family therapy um, at Seattle Pacific University. So she knows her stuff. The, the book is kind of written... Uh, geared more towards uh, how do you handle uh, these topics when it comes to like being an actual counselor or therapist. So it's kind of geared towards uh, therapist, but there's a lot of really good insight. Um, so if that's something that maybe uh, you find yourself dealing with or uh, just want to know more about, she's got a lot of good history uh, kind of sprinkled within there. Uh, and just talking about it's really dealing with um, sexual shame and guilt and that sort of thing that maybe you have experienced or that you subconsciously experience through uh, because of some sort of religious upbringing or <clears throat> family dynamic or something like that. Anyways, it's really, really good, and she's got a lot of practical stuff in that. Uh, and then <clears throat> I just finished a book called The Art of War by Stephen Pressfield. And uh, it's really just about creativity and how we um, how we create the things that prevent us from creating and about being open uh, to what is looking to be brought forth from you, from you, right? And like, how do you deal with that? He talks a lot about resistance and the things that prevent us from creating. Uh, it's really good. It's by uh, Stephen Pressfield, who he's a he's a like a Hollywood guy, a writer, uh, an author. He wrote um, the the novel The Legend of Bagger Vance, which later became 
uh, a movie. I don't, I don't know if you remember that one. Um, let's see, The Art of the War of Art. Uh, this book highlights the forms of resistance faced by artists, entrepreneurs, athletes, and others who are trying to break through creative barriers. So yeah, it's pretty good if you're looking for something on creativity. And then um, I just started this one that I'm really, really intrigued by. Uh, and I'm not sure, I, I don't know exactly yet where it's going, um, but it's called God's Monsters, <laughs> which is a great title. Um, let's see here if I could pull up the, uh, it's by a, a lady, uh, named Dr. Esther Hamori. Yeah. She's, she is one smart cookie. She's has her doctorate in like Hebrew studies. She's a professor of the Hebrew Bible at Union Theological Seminary. Uh, let's see, not that one, God and Monsters. No, that's not the right one. Why isn't it coming uh, okay, I got it. I got it, guys. Settle down. I know you're anxiously awaiting. It's called God's Monsters, Vengeful Spirits, Deadly Angels, Hybrid Creatures, and Divine Hitmen of the Bible. I mean, that's a great title, right? Um, let's see. The Bible is teeming with monsters. God, <clears throat> giants tromp, tromp through the land of milk and honey. Leviathans swim through the wine-dark sea. A stunning array of peculiar creatures, mind-altering spirits, and supernatural hitmen fill the biblical heavens jarring in the, in both their strangeness and their propensity for violence, especially on God's behalf. So uh, it's really, really interesting. Like she was starting with uh, the seraphim and the story of uh, Moses in, in Numbers chapter 21, I believe it is. Is it Moses? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> talks about, it's that whole weird story about when the... Uh, Moses has set the people free. They're, they're wandering through the desert. They're grumbling, complaining because they're in the desert and they don't feel like they're being provided for. And then God sends a bunch of snakes, poisonous snakes, to bite them, to kill his own people, essentially. And then he has Moses create a bronze serpent that he puts on a, on a, on a stake. And then the people, if they stare at the bronze snake on a pole, they are healed. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a lot of really weird dynamics uh, in these stories. And again, I don't know where she's going with it yet. I just, it's interesting. I may hate it at the end. Who knows? But anyways, that's a couple books for you uh, to get into if you're, if you're looking for something new or whatever. Okay, let's move on. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We're in the holiday seasons these days. Uh, it's always good to practice a bit of gratitude to be mindful of those things. Um, and so even when it's, and maybe this, this talk even, even fits into that a little bit. Okay. So <clears throat> a rock in the shoe, uh, this is a really basic, simple, co um, concept, but the other day, and this happens occasionally to me because of where I live. Uh, I, w I was walking around the, well, let me take it back. I was doing stuff in the yard. <laughs> I, I, I forget what I was doing, just picking up stuff. I don't know, feeding chickens, checking the garden or something. And somehow I, I have my little Clark boots that I wear. And uh, I got I got a little tiny, tiny rock, tiny pebble in my shoe. And I was like, well, that's annoying. But I had a bunch of stuff to do and I had to hurry up and get to work. So I just kind of de dealt with it, kind of rolled it around under my toes, sliding it from side to side. Uh, I, I drove to work, I sat down in my, you know, my chair at the office, got to work there, kind of forgot about it because I wasn't putting any pressure on it. 
then I would walk around the office and I was like, oh, that rock is still in my shoe. Like <laughs> just a little tiny pebble. And uh, I, I just didn't, I didn't deal with it. There was just this little rock in my shoe. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't enough to like super throw me off, really annoy me, really bother me. It was just like, oh, that, that little thing is there. What's it, what's it, what's it doing? What's it, why is it my life? Um, <laughs> till eventually, uh, I got annoyed at it and I had to stop in the middle of a conversation with somebody and pull the rock out of my shoe. doesn't seem like that big a deal, but it made an impact in my brain for whatever reason. It's also same thing, uh, with trail running. We do a good bit of trail running and because of where we run, occasionally we will get little things, little rocks, little bits of dirt, little, I don't know, branches, sticks, something will get into your shoe. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like, I'm trying to run a race and I don't want to stop to take the little annoying thing out of my shoe. So you, you go as long as you can and you try to shuffle it around with your toes and move it from side to side and adjust as best you can. And you keep going because you don't, you don't really want to stop and deal with it because like you're, you're running a race and then people may catch you. You may fall behind somebody else, all the things. So you just kind of, kind of go, you kind of just, you, you just take it. You just deal with the annoyance and tell yourself that you'll get over it or something until eventually you can't take it. And then you have to stop and take your shoe off and dump it out. Now, it seems small, it seems stupid, but maybe, I don't know. But it really, um, I was thinking about it later uh, with when I was at work or whatever. And I was like, why did it, why did it take me so long to deal with this? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? It's the simplest, silliest <clears throat> uh, little thing that I put up with for the better part of a morning, you know, from the time I got up uh, and was doing stuff till, you know, like lunch. Uh, and, and it like, why, why? And so I was just thinking about this, like th this is actually kind of a perfect metaphor for life. Like we all have these little, these, these rocks are these metaphorical rocks in our shoes, these little things that we deal with, that we experience, uh, that we know is uh, like either annoying us, causing us some issue, causing potentially uh, like just some uncomfortability. And then we just, we like take it. We, we don't stop to do the thing. So I, I was thinking about this this week and I, I came up with a couple of thoughts that might be beneficial for us. And hopefully this will connect uh, on a deeper level <laughs> other than just, hey, dummy, just take the rock out of your shoe. Uh, when you look at <clears throat> how many of us live, when it comes to um, our relationships, when it comes to family dynamics, <clears throat> when it comes to um, things we deal with at work, things we deal with with our kids, with our significant others, there, there's, <clears throat> there's always potential for a rock in the shoe, right? Now, here's what I mean by, by like the rocks in our shoes metaphorically. Uh, when it comes to maybe, uh, your parents, let's say, uh, there will be things that your parents have done or will do that may uh, kind of drive you crazy. <laughs> sometimes it's big things, sometimes it's little things. Sometimes it's just, it's the annoying little manipulating comments. Um, I see this all the time. I, I hear this from, you know, people, friend groups, whatever. And it's like, uh, I know so many people who are in therapy, 
which I believe is a good thing. I'm not knocking therapy. Yes, do that. There's always room for growth and improvement and self uh, introspection and learning how to handle things better. Um, but it's like the, everybody, it's just everybody's got these little rocks, these little like things that prick us a little bit. Um, when it comes to like, like my kids, uh, I'm, I'm at a stage with my kids <clears throat> that one of them seems to be a lot more like me than I wish they were, <laughs> which is a, a weird thing to say. It's, it's, it's cool. And it's also very frustrating because, because she, I'm not naming any names, but she tends to carry, uh, a bit of my sarcasm, um, a bit of my, uh, observational things. And so I've noticed recently she has started to, it's like when, when she's being disciplined, I will attempt to discipline her for something. And then she will immediately throw back in my face something I have done, right? Like, it's <laughs> like, like I'm the one on trial, which is really funny and also really annoying and makes me want to smack her a little bit. I don't that much. Just kidding. I don't smack her, but it's just like, it's that little like annoying poking in the bottom of my foot. I'm like, uh, I, gosh, I just, how do I address this differently? Why, why, how do I deal with this better? Whatever, all these things. Um, we all have these little, these little rocks. Maybe it comes from, you know, maybe you've been in a relationship that's ended. Maybe there's a, an ex involved somewhere and there's that one, one or two little things that just starts to drive you crazy and you, you just haven't. You haven't properly dealt with it because you just keep shuffling your toes and moving the little rock around and hoping that that, that that annoyance, that that painful thing will kind of go away. So here's the deal with this, right? Like here's like kind of three or four thoughts concerning the rocks in our shoes, the metaphorical rocks in our shoes that are the annoying tiny things that we uh, deal with on a regular basis when it comes to people, relationships, jobs, whatever. The first is this. Only you can deal with the rock, okay? It, it, it as as annoying as it is, uh, only you can deal with it. We cannot we cannot blame others for those little rocks. It was even if it's the pain is not something that I am causing myself. The pain is is being caused by an outside source by a by a third party, a second party. I don't know, but. I didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know how the rock got there. I didn't put the rock there. It was just there as a because of what I was doing in my life. We all have the little rocks. I cannot blame somebody else for the rock. Okay? It is entirely my own own responsibility. I can't blame others. I have to realize that I first and foremost am the only one who can deal with it. Yeah. It's it doesn't affect anybody else wherever that rock came from. Um, it's not something that I can, uh, I mean, I guess I could get other people to help with me, <laughs> help take my shoe off. I've got a tiny rock. No, it's something that I need to deal with. So that's, that's kind of the first thing is one, just taking personal responsibility for the things that, um, are causing us pain, uh, giving us issues, making, uh, making us uncomfortable to some degree. Um, in fact, I, I, I heard a conversation with a lady, had a conversation, whatever, um, and they were talking about how they felt like they were 
it, it essentially had to do with a kind of an overscheduling. It had to do with uh, feeling like they were short on time, feeling like they were just kind of doing too much, right? And and they were starting to notice how that was affecting them, affecting their mood, affecting their relationships, affecting how they reacted and responded to things. But then at the same time, I also uh, experienced the same person talking about all the plans they had, uh, the things they wanted to do, the schedule that they were trying to put a few more things into. Um, and, and so it was like, it was a bit like uh, they noticed the rock in the shoe of, gosh, I, I want to begin to change. There's something going on that is causing me a bit of frustration that I know needs to change. I need to take the rock out of my shoe. I need to do something to adjust my schedule so that I'm not um, uh, overwhelmed or pulled at all, uh, being pulled from all directions so that I can focus on the things that truly matter. But then it was like, yeah, but now you're still putting rocks in your shoe. <laughs> Do you know? Like you keep adding to the schedule. And so it was like the desire um, to change uh, was, uh, so let me, let me rephrase that. Their actions were at odds with their desire. I want the rock to be gone, but yet I'm not taking measures to like untie my shoe and dump out the rock so that I can continue to walk comfortably. Yeah. And I think, I think we all do this. I think we all do this. We're how we are behaving, um, the actions that we're taking, the steps and measures that we're putting in place, how we're living our lives sometimes seems to be directly opposed to the actual desires that we want. Uh, I mean, think about, think about your own life. What is it, you know, uh, I, I want, I want to, uh, have more margin in my life. Okay, great. Well then stop packing your life full of things to do and stop looking for the next event. Maybe you work on contentment. Maybe you work on being at peace with where you are and what you have. Um, I had a conversation with, with my daughter the other day, she had gotten in, not, not trouble, but just, uh, you know, she has a cell phone, she's 12 years old. And I've noticed she's, you know, like any kid on it, she's on it a good bit. And we have a lot of regulations with that, but it still kind of drives me crazy when it's like, we're sitting and talking as a family or watching a show as a family. And she's like on Pinterest or she's shopping online or something. And so I kind of am continually giving her like, just like checking her about that. But, um, uh, she had gotten in a, a little bit of trouble, but I said, Hey, listen, I go, here's the thing. And this is one of those moments where as a parent, you realize your kid totally shuts off when you start talking. <laughs> and I know I should just save my breath, but as a dad, as a parent, as someone who's trying to live differently, I keep going. And as a person who is, uh, looking at the big picture effects of the everyday. Like I'm always looking towards how is this behavior going to be played out into their future, which <laughs> is helpful sometimes and sometimes not. But I, I went, it wasn't a rant. It was just, it was a, it was, <clears throat> it was a dad trying to pass along some wisdom that the kid didn't really care about. But I just go, look, I go, sweetie, what you don't see right now is that 
these behaviors and actions, uh, these patterns of behavior that you're developing are actually going to come back to, to kind of bite you in the butt. I go, if you currently are continually, you know, online shopping or looking at Pinterest or she, you know, she doesn't have social media. We, we don't allow that, but, um, as, at least Pinterest, I guess is the most, but if you were always looking at what you don't have and something else that you could have, you are setting yourself up in the future to never be content with what you have because you're always looking at what's out there. Oh, but it was like Black Friday, some Cyber Monday. I don't know. One, there, there's a bunch of sales. And I'm like, first of all, you don't even have that any money to spend. Second of all, <laughs> like, get off your phone. Um, and so I just was going, you know, you're setting yourself up for the future to never be content. And so when you're 20, 25, 30, and you're on your own, or you're married, or you're not married, whatever you're making, you have, when you have access to your own money, if, if you continue this behavior pattern now, um, you will come to a place where when you actually have money, you will be so, uh, you have developed so deeply this habit, this behavior of looking for something else that you will struggle to be content with what you have. And so you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Um, you're setting yourself up for a life of disappointment. And so rather than do that, let's work on like practicing gratitude for the things we do have. Like you don't need to be on your phone all the time. So it's like, uh, I don't, I forgot where I was going with how that tied in. <laughs> Only you could deal with the rock. She can't blame, I don't know, something. Okay, so let's move on. I lost my train of thought. Uh, the second thing is this. Um, when you find yourself having a rock in your shoe, when you find yourself having that thing, uh, that frustrating, annoying, uncomfortable thing, uh, maybe um, like you have to stop your progress to deal with the thing. Okay, so... It, and it may seem like a bit of a setback. It may seem like a bit of annoyance. It may be frustrating. But in order to move forward, you have to first deal with that thing. If I am uh, running, a, running on the trails or in a race or whatever uh, on my way to work with a rock in the shoe, um, the only way to deal with that is to actually deal with it. So I can't blame somebody else for it. I take responsibility for it. But I have to be the one that ultimately deals with it. And that means I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to take off my shoe, shake it out, like, you know, do, do the thing to, a, to, to take care of it so that I can be in a better place to move forward. So if I am running on the trail, it means I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to let, if in a race, let the runners get ahead of me. And that may be frustrating, which is why I didn't want to stop in the first place. And that may seem like uh, contrary to what I'm trying to do. It may be frustrating and knowing that I had to stop to do this. But if I'm going to maintain a big picture mindset, like I have to understand that dealing with this first will actually lead me to a better place. So when it comes to, you know, our own lives, the stuff that we deal with, it may occasionally feel like um, if, if things are going okay in my life uh, and uh, like I'm in a decent place, but I still have that, that little thing that's gnawing at me, that little annoyance, that little, maybe it's a character trait. Maybe it's a behavior that I want to adjust. Maybe, maybe I've noticed I've developed a, 
less than healthy habit of some of some some sort, you know, some sort of behavioral pattern. Um, the I have to deal with that before I can continue to move forward. Um, if okay, so here's here's an example. If I uh, you know, a, a lot of evenings, so my wife works uh, a couple couple nights a week, and it's awesome, and we're grateful for that. Um, when she's at work, uh, what I do is get the kids to bed, uh, pick up the house a little bit, and then I watch a show. And that's okay. That's, that's fine. But also, I've realized that maybe that's not exactly what I want to do. But I've developed this pattern and this habit of sitting to watch the show. And I'm not saying don't have downtime, definitely have downtime. But at the same time, in my life, that the, there's these other things that I'm doing that I greatly value, uh, things like writing, things like creating stuff, things like doing podcasts, whatever. Um, I have a couple hours after the kids go to bed, before I go to bed, that could be used for something a bit healthier, a bit more productive. Because me sitting on the couch is and watching a show is kind of turning off is my attempt to turn off the brain again which is needed sometimes but if i notice that i'm getting in this pattern in this habit of okay kids are in bed i i pick up i whatever and then i sit down and then that's pretty much the end of my day and granted i'm doing a lot of stuff during the day so i don't i don't carry a lot of guilt i don't carry shame about not producing that's that's not the issue here with me I'm just saying, using this as an, as an example to say that time could be better spent uh, in, in different areas and aspects of my life that actually work towards achieving the goals that I have in my brain, you know? So um, in order for me to, to, to move forward in that, I need to take the time, take the effort to stop deal with that behavior and it may be difficult you know because anytime you're trying to create change anytime you have set patterns of behavior some of those it's it's always it can be very difficult to make that change uh the other night i noticed i was like okay yeah you've got this this and this and and you you could put a little bit of time in this and get caught up on this and and begin working on this project whatever and I was like on the cusp of doing it. It's like, yeah, but you know what? I'm kind of tired and it's been kind of a long day and you did do a lot of good work. And even though I wanted to do something else, that uh, kind of addictive, I don't know if it's addictive, but that pattern, that behavior kind of took over and I sat on the couch. And then I was bothered and bummed that I sat on the couch because I could have been doing something like better. So you have to deal with that thing first. You have to, to stop and deal with the rock, deal with the thing that's slightly annoying, whatever it is. Uh, again, relationships, maybe it's pattern uh, behaviors, maybe it's whatever. You have to take the time to deal with that. And it may seem like a bit of a setback uh, when it comes to relationships. Uh, you know, maybe when it comes to relationships with parents or family or spouses or whatever, uh, you, you have a great desire to have a deeper relationship with your kids, with your family, with whatever. But you also know there's some unhealthy behaviors. There's some toxic traits uh, that you have to decide, uh, am, I, am I going to overlook this and try to keep going? Am I going to shuffle the rock under my toes? Or do I stop uh, and like actually deal with this? Because dealing with it may be really difficult. 
saying to the person that is displaying toxic behavior or uh, if you have people in your lives and relationships that are just takers and you know that uh, and you're tired of dealing with it, you may have to, to point that out and have a discussion. You may have to adjust like how much time we're putting into these people that keep taking. Um, and in doing so, it may feel like a bit of a setback in the relationship. Uh, it may feel like it's, it's like, uh, this isn't something that I'm currently dealing with, but if I, if I were to say, you know, with, with, uh, with my wife, if, if there's something that is, is off or something is bothering us or something that like I see in her or see in myself, that's causing some issue, um, Yes, my ultimate desire is for us to grow in our relationship and to, to, to become closer, all the things. And it may be easier to brush that issue under the rug for the sake of feeling like we're better than we are. Um, that may be the easy route, right? You just keep running with the rock in your shoe. Just keep working with the rock in your shoe. But in order to actually make that relationship healthier... Um, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to deal with that particular issue, which means it may feel like if, if that issue gets brought up or if she has an issue with me and that gets brought up and then all of a sudden there's this tension and there's this frustration, this anger, well, why would you say that? And how can we haven't said anything, blah, 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 whatever. Um, that may feel like a bit of a setback, but it's that setback. It's that taking that time to deal with that rock that will actually help to move you forward. Uh, I have a buddy who uh, he's, he's an Enneagram 8, which if you don't know anything about that, it's, it's a challenger, which means he is always pushing back on things. He's a very strong-willed uh, person, has a lot of uh, very strong opinions, and I've talked with him about his relationship with his wife before, and they have a... They're, they're kind of base default operating system at this point in their relationship is like just kind of brutal honesty, <laughs> just like... It's so direct. Sometimes it makes me it makes me uncomfortable. But and I've heard him say, you know, the where we're at in our relationship is so good. He goes, yes, there are we have these moments of tension um, because we either call each other out or we we are just so direct. He goes, it's been so hard fought early on, you know, to to go through that. But also by doing that, it's actually brought us to a place where, uh, where we have a much deeper relationship. And so sometimes it feels like uh, addressing the issue, dealing with the rock may be, may be a bit of a setback, but actually in dealing with that actually, you know, frees you up to like, you know, not have the pain in the long run so that you can continue to run on the trail or, you know, not have a pain in your foot at work. Okay. Here's another one. I feel like I'm running out of time already. Jeez. Um, uh, okay, here's another note. The longer you don't deal with it, um, uh, the longer it will annoy you and cause cause pain and bruises. So if I don't take the rock out of my shoe, um, eventually, maybe eventually, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, I, like Even if it's not a big bruise, the longer I don't deal with it, the more damage it causes, basically. So... It, with any relationship, with any sort of uh, interaction with other people, with any sort of behavioral issues, with any sort of addictions, whatever, the longer you don't deal with it, the the more damage it can do. Uh, and so if we're not careful with these things, um, it can actually lead us to a place of, of causing a much, it may be a tiny rock, but the longer you don't take it out, the, 
the, the bigger the bruises get, do you know? So when it comes to, again, any sort of toxic relationships, any sort of uh, behavioral things, uh, the, the, the more, uh, the more I sit on the couch and watch TV instead of doing the things, the more that pattern gets ingrained, which means the, the harder that that, uh, is going to be able to break, to be able to do the thing they actually want to do. So I think that's a good thing to just keep in mind. Like, yes, it's uncomfortable. Um, I have to deal with it. I have to take responsibility for it. And the longer I wait to take responsibility for it and actually take off my shoe and deal with the rock, even if it feels like a bit of a setback, the more damage it can do. Um, so, and, and I think that maybe the benefit, the benefit here and the, the upside to this is that once we, um, once we go through sort these sorts of things, once we get used to, or once we have dealt with a couple of rocks at various stages and things in our lives, uh, I think it you actually develop the ability to deal with it quicker. So because I went through what I went through, <laughs> I'm making this tiny thing sound like a big deal. I don't mean to, but it makes for a good, I think, kind of parallels. Um, because of what I went through with the tiny rock in my shoe, uh, and just being annoyed and letting that annoyance fester and take longer than it should have. I, I actually uh, am at a place where I can go, oh, there's a rock. <laughs> hey, stop, deal with it quicker so that you can move on quicker, right? So I'm going to deal with these things, these annoyances, whatever's uh, much quicker uh, in my life <clears throat> for the sake of healing quicker, for the sake of uh, running freer, for the sake of not having to carry any extra pain or suffering or baggage with me. And so maybe the, the positive or the pro here, the lesson that we can take away from this is it may be a bit difficult sometimes to want to stop and deal with the thing that we're dealing with, the, the rock and the shoe. But the quicker you do that, um, the, kind of the, the easier it gets. It's like you're tuned into it a little bit more. And so uh, if it comes to, let's say, uh, yeah, when it comes to, um, we, this all kind of comes back to relationships, but uh, with my wife and I, if, if we have a particular issue, um, my wife has been really good at this. Uh, this is one of her areas that she's grown in, is that when she used to get annoyed or frustrated with me, uh, whether I knew it or not, whether I did something stupid or not, you know, maybe sometimes, sometimes it was just her going, like reading into and making assumptions uh, about, well, why didn't why didn't he hold my hand while we were sitting on the couch? <laughs> right? It was just this little rock at her shoe going, oh, well, what does that mean? Shouldn't he want to be holding my hand? Shouldn't he want to be close all the time? And then, then that like builds into a, that's like she did. If she doesn't deal with that rock, that becomes a bigger issue and causes more pain and whatever. Um, but what she has done is she has done very well at learning to deal with the rock quicker. Uh, where she used to like ignore it and shuffle it under her toes, let that let that little thing fester and drag out. She has now got to the point where if there is something that is like really, I mean, she's got, you know, different levels of tolerance for things, but if there's something that's really bothering her, she's gotten much better at going, hey, this really annoyed me, right? Which, is, which has been great and super helpful for me because I'm like uh, before, and granted, this has taken you know, 15 years of marriage to get to that point. But before I, I would go for a couple of days without even recognizing that there was something that she was dealing with something, uh, or I caused some sort of issue. 
um, I would only, it would only be like on the third day when I noticed like, man, she sure seems to be stomping around a lot. Like what, what, why is she stomping so much? Right. So, but she's gotten to the point now where she goes, Hey, uh, yeah, this is really bothering me. Or you said this thing and it really hurt my feelings, or you were very short with me, uh, the other day on the phone, whatever it is. Uh, and, and hopefully what I've tried to do get better at is, is, uh, better at hearing and responding and going, you know what, you're right. I was short. I am sorry. Or if I notice myself being short, right, I've picked up on all these little rocks that, that if they're not dealt with cause greater problems, I've started to deal, I've learned to deal with the, the little rocks quicker. And that's been super helpful. Uh, the other day we had a conversation. I, I had been through a lot of stuff that day. Uh, I just needed, I was like on my way home. I just kind of needed, you know, you kind of need that downtime sometimes. And she called about something and I didn't, didn't really intend to, but I was very short and kind of snotty, uh, which was totally my fault. And she, um, <clears throat> was at work and, and then we hung up and I was like, oh gosh, I, I realized what I just did. I realized the rock and I had to text her and go, Hey, I am so I'm sorry for being short. I didn't mean it. It just, I don't know, caught me sideways, came off the wrong way. I apologize. And then you move on, you move on, it's quicker. This whole thing really comes back to the thing that we talk about a lot, which is like this idea of dying to the self, right? And, and really, here, here's kind of where we can tie some of this into the, to the Bible. In Matthew chapter 7, uh, Jesus is, is teaching and he's, uh, the whole section is called Do Not Judge. Uh, it says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I have a whole thought on the idea of judgment, but that's not what we're talking about today. Verse three, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye when all the time there is a plank in your in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you, you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so to me, what Jesus is emphasizing here uh, is this idea of dealing with yourself first dealing with the things that are going on with you. Deal with your own rock in your shoe. <laughs> take care of take care of that. Take the time to stop, untie your shoe, dump the rock out, and then get going again. Like it's on you. And until you deal with your own pain, your own hurts, the own your own hypocrisies, your own bitterness, your own hardened heart, your own lack of patience, until you deal with any of that stuff first, you are not in a position to be able to to uh, to start taking the rocks out of other people's shoes. And really, like, is it isn't the larger goal here when it comes to faith and spirituality? Isn't the goal here not not to have no problems, obviously, but isn't the goal here to be like mature enough uh, in your faith, mature enough in in your beliefs, uh, in uh, with yourself? Um, that you're you're in tune enough to your own being and what it is you're dealing with, that that you're able to handle those things appropriately, to deal with those things the, the way they need to be dealt with, so that you can be healthy enough to begin to help others. Right? When if if I am not if I am not in a place uh, in the relationship with with my wife, if I'm if I'm so caught up, uh, if I haven't dealt with the rock in our shoe of our relationship, or if I haven't dealt with myself, it's, it seems a bit ridiculous 
to point the finger at other couples and go, wow, they're really a mess, <laughs> right? Like, oh, I should point that out. I, I, they need my help. No, it's always deal with your own stuff first. And, and, all, and truly, the, the reality is we all have enough of our own stuff to deal with that dealing with other people's stuff uh, should be like kind of secondary. And on top of that, if we all focus on dealing with our own stuff, we wouldn't have other people with stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if you, if you see the, uh, some sort of, you know, plank in my life, in my eye, um, right. But you're busy dealing with your stuff first and I'm dealing with my stuff first, then neither of us should have a plank that either one of us has to help pull out. Do you, do you know? Like, yeah, wor worry about yourself. I say that in a very loving way, uh, not not in a judgmental way, in a very loving way. Worry about yourself. Uh, take care of yourself first. And that's not that's not even a, a selfish thing, but deal deal with your own rocks first. That's that's the way that's the way you move forward. So I think even with this teaching of Jesus, he's talking about you know judging people. Like if if I just fo if I truly focused, I have plenty of rocks, metaphorical rocks. If I focused on my rocks, um, I probably won't have a, a whole lot of extra time to cast judgment upon you and your rocks. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. So a rock in the shoe. Only you can deal with only you can deal with the rock. Take responsibility for it. Um, you may have to stop your progress to deal with that rock. There may be some setbacks, but that's the only way that you you help to alleviate the pain and the and the annoyance and the frustration. Um, and the longer you don't deal with it, the more uh, the more issues it may cause. Right, the more bruises you need to deal with it much quicker. And the more you deal with it, the, the, the those little rocks the better you get at learning to deal with it, which means you can deal with them quicker, which actually helps lead you to like living a better life, living a pain-free, foot, rock-free, something, no rocks in your shoes sort of life. Yeah, which actually, you know, one will help to create a better you and also will help to create a better world because uh, the better each of us get, the better we contribute to this world we're living in. So... That's, let's call that a day. The rock in your shoe. Yeah. A silly little thing that actually I think is, is, uh, quite a decent lesson. So there you have it. All right, my friends. I'm mom. Thanks for listening. I'm sending you all the love in your general direction. God bless. And we will talk to you later. We're here to unlearn. Teachings of the church.